0: Welcome to Wayward Bodies, a show about our bodies and the messy places that they meet the world. I'm your host, Ellie Bauer johnston Each episode, we'll be exploring embodiment, body liberation, creativity, healing, and how we can start to show up as our whole selves. Hello! Today's episode is a conversation with one of my teachers and someone who I'm also lucky enough to call a friend, Naomi Absalom. Naomi is a community builder. Her soul's purpose in life is to unite a collective of bright spirits through the joy of deeply honest conversation, medicinal movement, and bone-shakingly good music. She is a mother, healer, mentor, writer, doula, ex-music industry reveler, and an embodiment coach with 20-plus years' experience. She's also the founder of Liberate & Elevate, a company providing high-quality coaching for creative leaders and change makers. Originally from Manchester, but currently dwelling on the south coast of England, she is committed to social and ecological change and serves a worldwide community in between cold sea dips and the odd nip of whiskey. I loved the winding path of this conversation. It took us to some curious places, including staying boundaryed on social media, learning to tell the truth and hold the charge of difficult things in your nervous system, releasing the urgency of capitalist hustle and creativity as an expression of divinity. Oh, and the giant onion of awakening, <laughs> of course. There's not too much housekeeping before we get into today's conversation, but I do have one little thing, which is that I have some spaces coming available for one-to-one work if you want to close out the year working with me one-to-one. If that sounds interesting, there's heaps more information on my website and you can always just get in touch if you've got any questions. Uh, But yeah, that's it. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Let's get into it. Hi Naomi. Hi. Thanks for joining me. It's been, it's been a while since we've been trying to like align ourselves to, to have a conversation, but I'm so glad that you're here with me now.
1: Oh, I know. I I have to say publicly, I do apologize for being a little bit slippery on this occasion. (laughs) You've been busy. You've had things to do. It's not something that I tend to allow that often. So I just wanted to say, I I am really sorry. It's just been um, one of those I don't know, it's, it has been a bit of a tricky time, so. but I'm sorry you got the, the brunt of it, the disorganisation.
0: I'm happy to be a safe space for you to be slippery, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so I thought maybe we'd start just with, um, God, maybe an idea of where you are with with your work and your perspective on, on embodiment at the moment, which might be a huge question and you're welcome to pare it mm. back however you see fit.
1: Yeah, it's a big question. Um, I, I mean, I would say that what I what I hopefully do, or my intention, is to is to teach people to remember what society and the culture is encouraging us to forget. Mm. And I do that in a number of ways, um, and I think that process is itself ever evolving so we'll record this and it will go out and probably next week <laughs> I want to add something in or change something which is why these conversations are always a bit difficult aren't they for me anyway because I'm changing my my opinions and my process uh, my my work like all the time especially mm. my, especially at this moment in time I I am one who Likes to move with the process, so. But I think really the umbrella term or the overarching theme of what I do is 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 teaching people to to remember how to get back home, and and I suppose really central to that over the past few years has been helping people or facilitating spaces where people learn how to interpret and translate what's happening in their own lives, in their own nervous systems, in their own bodies. And and really, yeah, I guess taking full responsibility for them being the creator of their own lives, which is big, right?
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, like, like leapt right into the deep end there. But like, Well, you know me, I don't like to skim around the edge too much. No, I mean, me neither. Like it was, it was inevitable really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that sense of responsibility is something that I don't think we get a lot in sort of cultural story, to, like, you know, cultural story and the cultural messaging. Um, yeah it's yeah it's so much like you know oh you know you hand over the hand over the keys to the guru or like you know mm-hmm. like trust someone else to tell you how to live your life and follow follow the path and follow the rules and then things will work out all right but um mm-hmm. yeah like what uh <laughs> from personal experience you know as one of as one of your students and also as someone who's also like unfolding on this path Uh, what a huge challenge it is to take responsibility for yourself because it's not just like fronting up and be like yay everything's shiny and great it's like oh wow there's a lot of stuff in here Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I mean we're so conditioned to put the responsibility elsewhere even even we would have thought within the world of embodiment and wellness and yoga and all the things that are supposed to put you at the center of that experience. We still, it's so very, very tempting to buy the quick fix. Mm. The minute it gets uncomfortable, it's easy to look for someone to, to stop you from climbing the walls.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything to just distract yourself.
1: Anything, the six week course, the, the, Six month program, the business mentoring that you know, whatever you can, whoever and whatever, there are a million people, billions of people uh, who are ready to come in and save you. Mm. So it's become easier, actually, hasn't it, to to put that responsibility elsewhere, and because that's being offered all the time.
0: Yeah, and I, I think like. I know that so much of your course, liberate, is sort of sent. Well, not so much of it, but a big theme of it is that that sense of like you don't need to, you know, buy the next thing, buy the next thing, buy the next thing, do the next thing to be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, that that um, that comes through very much with the sort of consumption of things as as teachers of embodiment, but also in terms of like distracting ourselves from just being present. There is such a a vast Uh, world of the internet that is there just that will literally is is created to profit from you wanting to distract yourself from Mm -hmm. being here yeah for sure yeah and um I mean I know you're back on Instagram now but Mm -hmm. how is (laughs) how is that relationship with social media going (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hmm.
0: actually it's
1: it's quite enjoyable at the moment because I Really don't care that much.
0: Mm, maybe that's the best way to do it.
1: Well, I think it is, isn't it? But it's but I I have gone through periods of that before where I've thought, oh, I'm in a really good place with this now. I don't care about it that much. And then bam, you know, slap in the face. Oh, you probably do actually, you probably do care. Like the the small human inside of you probably yeah. does care a little bit. But I really am at a place now where. There is, there's a tiny percentage of me that probably still cares. Um, and I had, I mean, I, you know, just for the sake of anyone that's listening, I know you know already, but I took five months off. And that was a solid uh, period of, you know, not even sort of peaking <laughs> on the odd occasion. Just a real, I kept my account, but I just logged out and didn't log back in. Mm. Um, and I had yeah I, I mean it's a, I'm not going to say anything that anybody doesn't already know but for me personally at that time I just felt like it was spiritual life and death and I don't mean because of just what was happening on social media it was just the place where I had got to in myself mm. that I needed to I was, I was, there was some stuff going on inside my head and I was thinking, whose voice is that? That does not sound like me. Mm. That does not sound like something that you would normally think. And I want to, I need to take a step back from all of this and just work out where I am, where I've gone. If that person is me and there was some hormonal shifts happening for me as well. And of course, We'd been through this massive uh, extended period of um, isolation because of, I think we'd, by the time I took some time out, we were at, on the other side of our second lockdown in the UK. So I, um, so yeah, a lot had shifted and I'd slipped into, into some very unhealthy uh, lack of boundaries. Mm. <laughs> You know, I was not, I was, I was, I was not swimming well. I was kind of drowning
0: (laughs) like frantically dog paddling.
1: Yeah. I felt like I was, there was just every day. It was a bit of a battle. And so, like I say, for me, it was just became spiritual life and death. Mm. I had to, I just had to stop and everyone was saying to me, Oh, you're, you're being very brave, but it wasn't. I mean, people say that to me. Um, quite regularly, actually, how fearless I am. But actually, there's a. I just want to make it really clear that I am not fearless. (laughs) I am, I have lots of fears, but I am very brave. And Mm. when I'm faced with, like for me, it was a very obvious decision. You know, do I choose this, this thing (laughs) that I've got embroiled in that suddenly become really important? Do I choose that or do I choose my life? Mm. and and so when you're faced with a decision like that well when i'm faced with a decision like that as i am quite often in my life um i feel like it's an obvious it's an obvious choice i just had to step back and i i you know i I would recommend that to anyone
0: yeah yeah Yeah. it's interesting that um within this conversation of social media which would seem like a fairly um, simple thing. There's still so much space and nuance, and I feel like there's a thousand different things that we could venture down into. Mm. Um, I think the first is that's really um, one of one of the things that I know draws people to your work and to you is the space for nuance and the spa- the fact that you can you show up as someone who is not a maybe it is unafraid but maybe it's not unafraid but it's just you show up as as fully yourself mm. as best you can in the moment like you know and um to to show up mm. in this strange world that we live in not only like you know sort of in person in which you know from my experience you show up very very authentically and very yourself but also to start doing it on social media and like seeing you return with a voice that is so much more clearly your own mm. Um, mm. yeah I, th- I, th- I suppose I'm not even sure there's a particular question in here but it's just the noticing of the importance of nuance and um, if you had any thoughts about <laughs> the, the importance of nuance the challenges of nuance in a in a digital world even especially since that's where we're largely operating still
1: mm. well it's important isn't it <laughs> it is important and um, I just feel like we have lost the ability to be in community that uh, not only welcomes, but but highlights complexity and nuance. Uh, And it's part of the division tactics, isn't it, of social media and big business and whatever else, government, Um, the structures and the systems that we live in, is to divide people up and then just to pitch them against one another. And again, that was one of the reasons why I just needed to step out of social media. And that wasn't, I had to really look at um, whether I was stepping out because I just wanted to drop the potato. You know, someone had <laughs> thrown me a few too many hot potatoes and I was like, okay, I'm not playing this game anymore. I had to really think, okay, is it that? Are you dropping your responsibility? But it wasn't that, you know, I, I just, I just uh, needed to reclaim, get back to what was very truthful for me. And I think that's the only route forward. And mm. probably, and that's why I'm showing up now with a little bit more clarity and uh authenticity if you want to use that word. Uh, I know it's a little overused. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, it's 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 fair enough. It's it's the right word in many cases. It's just that it's been hijacked so often and Turned into manipulated into something else. Yet again, that authentic that doesn't have any nuance or complexity. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's really about you know I, I'm just in full service to you, truth. And so, I suppose when you asked me at the beginning, like, what's your work about? It's really, it really just comes back to that. So mm. how can I then show up on social media and not be speaking truthfully, or, mm. or in the spaces that I facilitate, or you know, even even profess to be someone that facilitates spaces that are that are that are healing? How can you do that unless you know who you are? Mm. Unless you're unless you're prepared to be fully expressed unless you're um you know really at home in your own heart and you're and you're and you're constantly finding your way back there how can you how can you even begin to imagine doing that for someone else
0: but I I think it's so easy to right, like even I say this from from my own experience rather than from like some external like oh these people are doing this judgy judgy but Mm. like to to have the little like yeah but sneak in you're like I know what's true for me, but that's really inconvenient. So (laughs) I'm going to somehow do some mental math, some mental, like, you know, gymnastics and find a little way to convince myself that actually what's authentic for me is this thing that my brain has told me rather than this thing that is like gutturally true for Mm. me. Mm.
1: I I do think that's a process though. I I do think Mm. you have to, you have to go down that, back alley enough times to just call yourself out on it eventually you know (laughs) because it's like you have this one life well maybe you have a few
0: but Mary (laughs) Oliver you know
1: at this time
0: coming in with the with the one precious life
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's like do you want to live it pretending to be someone else Mm. or and do you want to live it manipulating other people so for me, again, it just it just constantly comes down to when you start to clean out the cupboards like that, everything begins to align. I mean, it creates a, a massive shitstorm, that
0: is for sure. <laughs> like everything gets messier before it gets cleaner. It's like, you know, standard cleaning rules. Absolutely.
1: You have to be prepared for that mess. You have to be prepared for everything to be kicked up before it calms down again if you have if you have not been living in truth and 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 it's a practice to constantly find a way back to it so that's why you get lost sometimes you think oh well, it'll be easier to to do it this way there's a lot of mental gymnastics that go on in embodiment which mm-hmm. is not embodiment and i know because and I, like you know i'm holding my hand up saying you know i know because I've done that and I will yes. continue to do that as well. But, but now I'm just a lot more experienced and just, you know, uh, what happens when I don't call myself out on that? What are the repercussions of that in my own life? What are the repercussions of it in my business?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like, and uh, so am I prepared to tolerate that? And the answer is like, for me, it's no. So so that's why social media has become so easy for me in one respect, because I'm just like, no, 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 no I'm not going to do that. And, and Not one, interested in like pointing at things on reels? <laughs> not particularly, but I don't mind if other people do it. Oh,
0: yeah, you're like, Godspeed. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> very giving of me, very magnanimous, I know. <laughs> but at one point it did irritate me to, to a certain extent. But but again, now I'm just like, fine, you do, you, that's what you want to do. You do that, that's great. I'm not yeah. going to do there that.
0: Are, there are people who like who thrive on creating things for social media mm. like and that that's that's amazing. Like, you know, I, I have friends who are actors who like genuinely treat reels like tiny 30 second like acting pieces and they're glorious. And exactly. Yeah. And it's like, cool, but that's not me. Like, you yeah. know, you, you get to you get to just figure out what is right for you.
1: Yeah. And again, you have to ask yourself, do you want to play that game? What's the game that you want to play? Or are you just going to complain about the fact that you don't want, you know, that you don't want to play that game and that everybody else is playing it and, and poor you, you know, poor me. I don't want to do reels. So what, you know, what's, what's left for me? What could I possibly mm. do with my life? It's like, well, mm. lots, you can do lots.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a beautiful, um, I think it must have been a blog post. I think I read by, um, Adrian Marie Brown talking about like this year I am choosing to turn towards the things I want to create rather than fighting mm-hmm. against the things I don't want to you know I don't want in the world I'm I'm actively focusing all of my energy towards bringing the things I want into the world rather than the other way around and I think it's so easy to get caught up in the like ah I don't want things to be like this but how can we how such can we a, reorientate such a huge waste
1: of energy that can be, mm. as you say, reorientated s- somewhere else to create huge impact. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Apply to everything in your life. <laughs>
0: yes, insert <about> everywhere.
1: <laughs> everything, absolutely everything. Once you start thinking like that, so much changes. Once you, I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean it's part of Liberate that that I say that to, to people in the program, that to stop focusing on what you don't have. Mm. I think especially when you start out as a teacher or um, a coach or a therapist or or a holistic practitioner, whatever you want, are calling yourself, it's so easy to look at what you don't have and everybody else has got. But if you keep focusing on that, that's all you're ever going to focus on, the lack, you know, the Mm. scarcity. And actually... If you have one client or if you have one follower or if you have one person that's turning up to your class, focusing on, the, on those people or focusing on, like you say, what you want to create in the world, being the bonfire, that is where the power is. That's where the, you know, and it's not power over, it's power to, that's your, your power, our power, our creative life force lies in in truth. Like what is it that you can create in the world? What is it that, and it, it's not that s- special snowflake kind of oh, there's only one of you. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is only one of you, and that's the truth. But, but it's it, it it's like we're all we can all do many things, but that doesn't mean we we should do nothing. It's very easy to just go oh, well. There are other people doing this. Yeah. And so there's no room for me. There's there's no um, there's no space for me. I'm not good enough and this really takes us into the victim mode of i'll never be enough and it's like well you you won't if you continue to think like that and so mm. changing our neurobiology and and changing our um thought patterns yeah our thought patterns and and uh, and always like always constantly coming back to to the heart to what's true starts to alter that mm. But, but social media and culture and society and the government would have us believe that that's not the case. So it's very easy to get lost down those back alleys. Very easy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we live in a culture that thrives on scarcity in so many ways. Mm. Um, oh, I had something and then it completely flitted out of my brain. <laughs> I love when that mm. happens. <laughs> oh, there was something about, uh, yeah, the sort of centering back on truth, the centering back on uh, when you were speaking about it earlier, the kind of turning away from fear and towards life, and you know that that very yogic idea of, of prana and life and, and life force, um, which for me all kind of overlaps and weaves in together um, with with creativity and you know, that that expression of what is coming through you, um, and I know that that is so much of your work as well is that that turning towards turning towards creativity. Mm-hmm. Both as in liberate, like you know, within teaching practice and all of that, but just generally, like your work is so <laughs> riddled is a weird word. It's <laughs> riddled with creativity.
1: <laughs> like a parasite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bowie is a parasite. It's <laughs> like
1: oh. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean I, that's a, a huge compliment. Uh, so thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I I for me it's 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 a practice. Creativity is a practice. I think people often see it as a goal, an end goal. Mm. And people often say problem, to me when they come yeah. and work with me, you know, I'm not very creative, like it's <laughs> some kind of um confessional starting point. You know, you won't find me very creative, and and I I just think that's untrue. I think everybody's creative because it's just that our framework, our frame of reference for creativity, is totally skewed. Mm. Because we think creativity, again, it's part of capitalist culture that we think creativity is something that you have to be good at, that you have to uh, uh, sell
0: Mm -hmm. for a lot of money at the end.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so those those are creative people that they have to be. Uh, you have to be successful to merit creativity, and there's this idea that some of us have got it and some of us haven't, and some of us deserve it, and some of us don't. Hmm. And I completely disagree with that. I think creativity is the act of creating. Creativity is is divinity. It's this divine. It's the divine expressing through the individual and it's like well through the form you know so you are you are the vehicle for that energy mm. and so it's a it's about you know it all ties into the same thing for me Creat- creativity is spirituality it's not just a side add-on you know a bonus it is like it's wholly concerned um with spirituality with um being in tune with nature being in tune with your true nature with the the fact that we are you know we're not separate from nature we think Mm. we are we think nature is something again to be consumed but it's like we are nature you know we're constantly evolving we're constantly uh part of that vast web of livingness yeah and so it's so when you when you remember that when you and again, that comes back to like, what are what, what am I doing? It's like, well, I'm I'm teaching people to remember the, that they have forgotten that they are nature. Um part of that, very central to that idea is is, is remembering that you're that you are like the creativity, the mm-hmm. fact that you even exist is the most beautiful act of creation, the most incredibly bizarre magnificent act of creation that we forget every day
0: yeah yeah like it's that that generations upon generations spanning back somehow got to this point where you are here right yeah is is impossible it's impossibly that. magic
1: sometimes it, it it can change your whole day around Even mm. you know, when you get lost in the fact that someone's not liked your instagram post or <laughs> yeah. you know, like whoa hang on a second and so, so zo-
0: zoom out quite quickly right You're like whoa, okay yeah there we are there's some perspective yeah
1: yeah it does it just immediately aligns There's a there's a deep clunk that happens when I start my day remembering that yeah and um, yeah so I, I think I think I, I mean I enjoy the practice of creativity in my work I like things to be constantly changing I, I've learned over time to slow that process down mm. because I have I do have a tendency to <laughs> sort of laugh about it but I someone said to me many years ago I think uh, like one of my teachers that one of my patterns was that I was um, I was an escape artist. Know, that I would escape certain situations, and it's been pointed out to me in di- in different, uh, with like at different times in my life with different teachers, that that that, that has been re sort of reworded as you're a commitment phobe, you're an escape artist, you know you can't do long term or something along those lines, uh, and then that morphed into you have a tendency to burn things down. And 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 I and I have all you know recognized that. I have always had that tendency, but certainly of late I have realized how important it is to slow that process down and just to tease the threads out because there's there's a there's a lot of drama that's involved with that you know, <laughs> the burning down of things, of changing things, <laughs> you know, this, the addiction to the big sensations, which I think we are all addicted to big sensations because of the society that we're living in, because yes. of the, the, vo- the, velocity of information, mm. the speed and the volume of information that's coming at us. It's like fast, 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 have to feel big sensations, pops of color. Um, that's what living really is. That kind of thing. And, um, and so, yeah, I, like I have really over the last couple of years slowed that down, and that five months away from the the limelight, if you like, <laughs> helped with that. Yeah. It helped me to really ground much more in myself, and so my creativity, my my production, if you like, is, has has become a bit more streamlined. Mm. And that is a daily practice for me to slow down. because I have a tendency mm. to want to speed up to get the
0: hit yeah 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 I think there's an uh, it's interesting a teacher I don't know do you know uh Theo Wildcroft yes yeah yes so I did a course with her recently mm. um and she was talking about the, the kind of the cultural obsession with transformation at the moment and you know if you 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 wander into wellness world there will be like what is the transformation like how are you transforming like transform 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 you're a you're a magical butterfly yeah and she's like well that's that's all well and good but that that, you know that's that big sort of like crash bang like you know burst everything into flames like you know everything is you you know big and dramatic but actually how do we integrate like how do we make these things not just like some big, huge explosion that our nervous system kind of shuts down from Mm -hmm. and then we never really kind of let it settle any deeper than skin level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like turning more towards the softness and the slowness and the, the boring repetition of integration. The ordinariness. Yes. Of it all. (laughs) Oh, the ordinariness of it all. It's such Uh, a
1: big piece. That is it's it's so important this bit, this this what you're suggesting now. I think so few people recognize the wheel that they're stuck in. Mm. Because it's so easy to, you know, we're, we're so programmed into this, into this way of of getting addicted to all the big sensations. Um Of which shame, you know, I mean, all comes back to the same thing. Shame, low self-worth. Fear. Fear. They're all the big sensations as well. So we get really addicted to those. And if we're not in that, then the pendulum will swing towards, you know, I feel great. I feel great. It's all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you know, big, big, big. Um, And it's one of the reasons why I'm no longer doing like six-month programs because I I just recognize that that the more the world is speeding up, my responsibility as a facilitator is to do the opposite of that and go mm-hmm. and, to, and to really like have the finger on people at that time when they're starting to get really mm. uncomfortable and scratchy and, and 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 look for other people to do the to do the job that I'm not doing for them. The next like, shiny thing, yeah. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm like a I'm like a dealer, you know. <laughs> gonna like sit with you for a long time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean you know that metaphor
0: of creativity as birth is it's not un uh, not unfitting
1: yeah yeah it's just so it's so easy for people to switch positions when because they because they, everybody wants the thing right everybody wants change the transformation let's just call it that because you that's the word that you were suggesting earlier on so everybody wants that transformation but people aren't prepared to do the embodiment piece
0: Mm.
1: they want they're trying to access it through the mind Mm -hmm. really and the embodiment piece is the bit that makes the change and that takes time it doesn't take six weeks that's like just a that's just like a skill that you've learned from someone mm-hmm. a all there's nothing there's nothing changing there so it's like how are you gonna slow down and look at what's really going on like you need to be held in that place
0: yeah 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 and that kind of that fits very nicely and I, I said before we came on mike that it was definitely going to come up because of course it does um but one of the the phrases that i kind of carry around that you have given to me at some point is like the idea of releasing the force and it's that yeah it's that very intentional lack of urgency and lack of push which both from a from a mental perspective and also from like a, a nervous system, like physical embodied perspective, is so much part of that that slowing down that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the necessity of loosening ourselves from the constant urgency of, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next shiny thing. Mm. And letting ourselves sort of drift and soften and settle into Something that can actually, actually be integrated, you know, where we can where we can hold ourselves in mm. that space of uh, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, like soften back from that capitalist push and into mm. like okay, well, what's it like to actually live in this body?
1: Mm. Yeah, to let the, the the pendulum swing a little less, I think, is important. Mm. Uh, I mean, a lot of my work is around allowing the pendulum to swing a bit more because I think so many of us have got into this sort of collapse state, particularly because I work with a lot of facilitators. So, uh, you know, teachers or whatever you want to call them. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And I I tend to find, and again, I know this because I called it out in myself, Mm. which is how Liberate actually came into existence was because... I was like, I need to start talking about this because nobody else at that time <laughs> is talking about this. So I'm just going to start talking about it and hope that someone else will understand what I'm going through. Was <laughs> um, the idea that uh, it's so easy as a teacher to bypass your own stuff because you're doing it for someone else? Yeah. You're busybodying yourself with fixing somebody else. So it's like, you no. Know, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I d- I've done my bit. I've written down all the stuff that I needed to write down <laughs> from the course. And now I'm going to go and save everyone else. Mm-hmm. So like that's another pendulum swing. You know, when you first start to get into this work, there's a reason. There's a why, isn't there? There's a why you have to understand the why, why do you, why do you, why are you doing what you do? Why are you a teacher? Why are you facilitating? Why are you working in these spaces? And often the pendulum, like people, people come to me and they say, <laughs> I mean, this doesn't happen anymore, I have to say, but when people first started coming to work with me, they'd be like, everything's great. I love teaching. I love teaching. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore. Because <laughs> I'm not the person for those people, for sure. You know, because I'll be the one that's just like, Really? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> People are not ready for that. If they come and work with me. Um, but that pendulum generally does go from everything's great. I found the answer. Mm. This is the answer, and I'm going to share it with everyone. It's like you're saying. It's like that lack of integration. There's no alchemy there. It's mm. just I have this. I have the script. I have the fix, and I'm going to share it with the world. And there's that codependent relationship with what you're doing i'm going to share it with the world because you know what i'm getting something out of it that and that's so i come in and i'm like are you sure about that have you thought about codependency and the pendulum then swings from everything's great to oh no oh no everything's not so great i'm not who i thought i was and so that pendulum then has to swing. It just has to it just has to swing, 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 slowly, slowly, slowly back to the place where you're able to sit with the truth of who and what you are, what you do, the truth of it, and that grows your capacity. Your nervous system expands naturally as a result of that, that exploration of the of the pendulum. You know, you're able to kind of feel what it's like over here. You're able to feel what it's like over here when it gets really dark and uncomfortable, and you go into those corners of uh, the sort of psychological, conscious or unconscious narratives. Mm. You're okay with those. You've looked at those, and you know you're okay with the the good bits and the validation and the affirmation and all that kind of stuff. And just gradually. Through exploring those things and there are layers and layers and layers because you once you stop peeling the onion it never
0: stops peeling. The eternal onion, yeah. The eternal onion peeling. That's the name of your next course right there.
1: <laughs> yes, giant onion.
0: <laughs> giant eternal onion. Naomi Absalom and the Giant Onion. It's <laughs> the roll doll book we all deserve. <laughs> Someone please do a cartoon. <laughs> an animation
1: <laughs> uh, it'd be very boring I'm sure um I'd watch it I would too. I would too. uh that's a narcissist I am um <laughs> yeah so I can't remember what the question was now but we're just uh exploring the onion um it it's uh the pendulum the pendulum yes. um but yeah that's it I think I think a lot of people who this is a this is a massive sort of generalization and judgment but again i can say this because i was this person so once you call it out in yourself it's out there um i was practicing yoga i was practicing embodiment i was practicing you know whatever it was that i've been practicing for 20 years to try to control the pendulum Mm. i didn't want it to swing i was
0: all over the place yeah you want to you want to find well one one wants to find like the bit where you're like, oh, I'm finished. Yeah. No like, here I am. Shiny I, and done and perfect. Just
1: wanted to arrive somewhere where mm. everything felt under control. And that is <laughs> such a <laughs> phenomenal waste of time. So I, you know, that's that I, I don't do that with people now. Although there are lots of people that will do that for sure. But I, I'm not that. I'm not that person's teacher I will not waste people's time with that sort of pursuit of um, this is how you can control your life, this is how you can feel better in your life. Like for sure, you can't heal trauma, you can't ha- get a foothold in trauma if there isn't pleasure
0: mm-hmm. in your life. But that's a pendulum in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 <laughs> all of it is both and. Like yeah, the more, the more capacity you have for holding both and, um, I mean, the more capacity you have, full stop, like, yeah. there. I certainly have not found a place where it's like, oh, cool, all figured out, great, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the human
1: in me still would quite like that. I know, get slapped know. around the it be nice. often for, for thinking that that might be possible at some point. No, <laughs> back you go to the bottom of the Snakes and ladders board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But but certainly like the the amount of um, growth and understanding of self and uh, God, the capacity to like you know be in relationship in a way that is is more um, both contained you know be able to hold my own stuff and be there for other people at the same time. Mm-hmm. That has changed so much since I've been able to explore having more than one like color to the palette, like you know, being able to be like, oh yeah, no, there, are, this is a part of my life where I am oscillating into this. This is a part of my life where I am, you know, the pendulum, the oscillation, whatever, whatever metaphor we're choosing to use, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to hold yourself in all of these different states of both mental, mental and physical experience Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that it's just like becoming a bit more of a like three-dimensional human rather than expecting yourself to be flat and Mm two-dimensional yeah what a nice what a gift to yourself
1: yeah absolutely it's 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 like it comes down to how do you want to live your life Mm. do you want to live hiding and um with like trying to control every single outcome I mean, you can do that. You know, you, well, you can try. Plenty <laughs> of people do. You can try to do that. Um, that's not for me. But I also recognise that there was a time when I was, I was addicted to sensation. So I would, I would go after the, the big, the big bangs. Mm. You know, how long could I hold my breath for?
0: How extreme a shape could you like contort yourself into?
1: <laughs> All of that, how low could I take myself just to see what was down there? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm, I'm content, I'm a bit more content these days with the, pe- the yeah, the, the, the oscillation has, has slowed somewhat. And uh, I'm loving that. I'm really enjoying this new territory of, of going, ah, oh, it's quite nice when you just stroll. It's taken in the views. It's enjoyable, um, but I think I could only get to that point by exploring what was out there because I was so out of range all the th- all the time.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think there's uh, there's something in there about the the importance and the joys of aging. And allowing yourself to to really step into uh, growing older, you know, growing towards the crone, as it were, like you know, if you're talking about that kind of virgin mother crone <laughs> metaphor, and like, I'm I'm like early crone, like I'm creeping up on forty, and I'm like I'm really ready for it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's such um, there's such you you see it in. Women who are moving through the menopause are moving through that sort of later, that next step, not even later step, but just that next step of like, I have tried all of these things. I have, I have moved through all of these expansions and contractions and, you know, different shapes that I could take. And like, there's a kind of steadiness in like, oh, here's who I am.
1: Mm, That's
0: wonderful. I'm so glad to hear it. (laughs) I'm I'm just mirroring what I see you going through as well at the moment
1: yeah yeah I mean it's I think there is a bit of a generational thing and every generation has its stuff to deal with right and I think Mm -hmm. I think certainly there's you get to a point uh, that there's a threshold of perimenopause definitely and you get to that point and you start to feel that something's happening and it's it People often say it's a gift. It doesn't feel like a gift in many ways, but there is, you can, I can you can certainly feel coming underneath the, the symptoms and the things that are hardest to deal with. There is there is this force of energy that will not be contained mm. any longer. And that doesn't mean it's unhinged and it's you know, spewing all over the place or that, although that might happen and, you know, that's okay. Uh, Cause it's someone's process. And um, for, for me, it, it feels hopefully because of the work that, I, that I'm doing alongside it, that I'm able to, to hold that power a bit more because my nervous system is just healthier. It's just, it, it, it's been in training, you know, it, it can hold fire a bit more so if I'd have gone through it I think there's a reason why menopause does happen at a certain time in your life certainly 10 years ago I I probably would not be able to to go through it and I'm saying this all now I'm sort of laughing at myself that the the you know the big self the self is la- is actually laughing at my <laughs> uh, you know the small Naomi Anderson now just go, just go stop saying this because tomorrow <laughs> like this is being recorded you know how this goes just stop now (laughs) you're actually asking for it now (laughs) Um, but yeah I think I think I think you get to a point where you just think I'm not going to be this person anymore I'm not going to be this socially acceptable person I'm not going to play these games it's just not truthful it's manipulative it it's you you get to a stage where you you realise there's two options. You can you can continue to be victimised by what happens in society, and and includes it included in that is is the way that menopause and women are treated, women's bodies, the female body, anybody really,
0: anybody who's yeah slightly different from anybody quote unquote the normal.
1: Yeah, and you can and you can continue to 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 allow that to happen to yourself and to be victimized from it or you can go yes that ha- that is happening and here's what I'm going to do mm. and that's the stage I'm at really um is that i mean i learned that 10 years ago really when i when i had my first major episode of um well getting to the bottom mm. I was so victimized at that time by that incident, um, by that breakdown. I was so frightened, I was so scared, so collapsed, so completely and utterly in freeze that I held on to that identity of being a um, a, a person who was sick, mm. person that needed help. I held on to it, and actually, uh, all the people that I went to see to help me with this illness reinforce that you will never be free of medication
0: Mm.
1: you're not going to be able to do anything with your life this just gets worse this just gets this is the way this goes for you this the way it goes for you is that you'll be on medication for this long and then you'll tolerate that medication so we'll put you on another medication which is stronger then you'll tolerate that and then you'll just basically lose everything in your life and you'll have to be taken into care that's, that's the path that was laid out for me. So it's easy to see how people get victimized by the systems that we're living in. It's like mm. bad things happen all the time. For me, I had to get, like, there was a real, I had to go so low with it, there's nowhere else to go. It was, a, it was just a personal choice in the end, you know. And I think, you know, that I'm sort of going through a, another stage of that at the moment where I'm like, okay, this is happening to me not very nice what what am i what am i going to do with it Mm. there's a there's like this is what personal responsibility is about for me yeah
0: yeah and like whether it's like whether it is a really big transformation to come back to that word but like you know whether it is one of those moments where like everything kind of cracks open um or even just like you know whether we've all just lived through two years of global pandemic and uprising and change and it's like, oh well, cool, this is where I am and, and what am I going to do with it? Like oh that responsibility and recognizing it as a responsibility is so um is such a power yeah. to stop yourself just sort of being tossed around in the waves of what everything, you know, everything else that's happening yeah. in the world external to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's you always have choice in how you respond. Mm. It doesn't make it easy. <laughs> no, it doesn't make it easy. And it's so hard at the moment. And I think that's important to to um, to highlight, of course. You know, if we take this out of context, it could sound dreadful.
0: If you turn it into like an Instagram sort of like aphorism, just mm-hmm. like, you always have choice. And you're like, oh, great. I have choice, amazing. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the choice is one that is easy to make or joyful or, you know, involves skipping down a path with daisies.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. There are awful things going on. That is, that is a fact. What we can each do is look at our part in that. Mm. That's a fact as well. (laughs) So, That's what personal responsibility is, is to me. It's like, well, what bit is yours? What bit can you hold? And what are you asking other people to hold for you? Mm. That's where the boundaries piece comes in. You know, how, how, how are you, how are you showing up and what with, and what are you asking other people to, to manage for you, Mm. That you really could be managing that we could be managing ourselves. Yeah. I think that changes everything. I mean, for me, certainly, all you can ever do is talk about your personal experience, our personal experience. For me, that's, like, very honestly a process that has taken – has changed so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a beautiful and uh, hopefully – is inspirational let's go with inspirational um (laughs) place to start to wrap up this conversation do you want to tell people where they can find you Mm -hmm. and all of your excellent work and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah I'd love to so um I think the main place now that that you can find me is via my uh platform the collective energies which is Everything is really being streamlined through there at the moment. My private community, private, gated, protected. The (laughs) algorithm shall not pass. (laughs) My gated community. (laughs) We can have complex conversations. Um, Is on Circle, which is uh, linked to the collective energies. Um, So it's all part of the membership. And uh, we meet monthly for Orbit, which is like a live gathering for it's a space where i can uh, teach people get people to move the embodiment piece of what we do is 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 all bit uh because i find that there's the teaching can get like i say just very sort of intellectually heavy and yeah, very
0: cognitive
1: it just yeah it has to move through the body it just has to move so um, it's also a place where I can uh, get away with all of my terrible jokes and my inner child that likes to perform, and
0: and your excellent music choices. Like the playlists yeah. are always spectacular.
1: Yeah, I put a lot into the playlist. I, I mean, it's just I'm a real closet DJ. I'm very frustrated. Is but... it? Is
0: it closet? <laughs>
1: no, it's not. It's not. It's, there's no secret, is there? <laughs> Look at me, fake <laughs> humility. I'm a closet <laughs> DJ. No, you're not though. No. You're not. <laughs> You're the person that just rams your music choice down everybody's throat at four o'clock in the morning. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> Everybody loves that person secretly because it means you exactly take that, that responsibility off them. <laughs> <laughs> That's just
1: so me. Fighting to get next to the the um, whatever it is,
0: the record player. Um, if it helps, I'm that person too. Are so you? you're in good company. I yeah. know.
1: See, that's a problem. I know too many people like that. So there's always a massive fight. <laughs> the party's like a wrestling match. Parties like my son. Lots of arguments go on that I go Um, so yeah, the collective energies is probably the main platform. And then through that, I'm currently, well, about to embark on a 12 month uh Path, I'm calling it a path container what it is is really it's just a place for practitioners it's a practice it's a 12month practice um, for a lot of the things that we've spoken about today um, and that's it's a small group that's starting mid-november it's currently closed but it will open once we have everyone settled in and we know what we're doing um, and so that would be that is also part of the collective energies. Um, so that might be another option for people if they're really serious about working uh with me but that's that's quite i would say high level liberate is still remains as like the entry point sort of like showing people around
0: you know more you know sort of it's like so like candles and like light jazz in the background just like do do
1: do the d is more in effect there um hmm. But, but yeah, I think that's probably about it. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I I my what I post is not like it varies <laughs> week to week. So it's probably not the main place. I'm trying to limit my time there. I'm trying to move off those platforms a bit more. But I'm still there. I still have a presence. But I'm but I'm sort of making my my main effort is in community building now. Really,
0: yeah.
1: I'm really interested and. I think it's my role in life, my purpose in life, is to bring really incredible people together um, to have those spaces to converse and to help each other out. Because I, I really, truly, honestly think that's what's going to shift some of this stuff that's mm. going on when people can are able to um, hold the opinion of another, you know, in great respect. Yeah. You know just see the humanity of someone else instead of just like the text
0: on a, a <laughs> you're screen. wrong and bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I really think that's my work in the world is is to create those spaces and to and to set them up as best as I can. And I know great people. This is like I'm a I'm a super connector really. I know real trailblazing people that have huge hearts and are smart and really passionate and uh creative. And I just are constantly trying to find ways to put them in the room together. So,
0: yeah. That's true. I can verify from from the inside, not as someone who's like, yes, I am that person. <laughs> but <I'm> just like- <laughs> You are. <were. laughs> well, absolutely. Well, obviously, but also like obviously. the amount of people I've met through Naomi's work. I'm just like, wow, these people are great.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are one of those people. Absolutely own it. you're allowed to own it you are allowed to own the success of who you are
0: (laughs) I mean we're yeah we're teetering into like you know the sort of narcissistic ego stuff again (laughs)
1: it's not though it's not it's absolutely not I think it's um I think it's I think it's important to
0: have that I will gladly count myself as one of the the excellent Naomi acolytes as it were yeah (laughs) Brilliant! Well, thank you so much for for joining me. And it's um, such a pleasure. Yeah, you guys should all go and check out Naomi's work. It's spectacular. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to meet some of you. Yeah, you're very mm-hmm. welcome.
0: Awesome. Another big, massive thank you to Naomi for joining me for this conversation. I mean, who knew that James and the Giant Peach was going to get a reference? That was unexpected. You can find all of the details of where to find Naomi and the collective energies in the show notes, as ever. And if you like what you hear and you want to support Wayward Bodies, then that would be amazing. Uh, You can subscribe, you can rate, you can review, do all of those things that help magical podcast algorithms get the show into more people's ears. Or you can go old school and tell someone. You know, share it on your social media or recommend an episode to a friend. These things really do make the world of difference. If you want to get in touch about today's episode, then you can drop me an email at waywardbodies at protonmail.com. And if you want to find out more about my work, then you can find my website at Another Practice, which has kind of got all of the details. As I mentioned up at the top, I have some space available for one-to-ones throughout the end of the year. So that's both for integration sessions, which is a little short two-week bump focusing on a particular issue of your choice, obviously. And that's also for the longer program, which is a six-month deep dive into your embodiment, coming back to yourself, developing a trustful, safe relationship with your body and having some fun. Oh my God, imagine that. So you can find out all of the details and book in for a free discovery call over on my website. And in terms of finding me in other places, I'm actually taking some time away from Instagram at the moment, though you can always find old posts at another practice. But if you want to stay in touch while I'm off the social media for a little bit, then joining the newsletter is probably the best bet. It's a fortnightly love letter, which I adore sending. It's a place for slower conversations and everyone who's signed up gets exclusives and first dibs and special deals. It's it's a good place to be. You can sign up at anotherpractice.com. All right, until next time, big love.